DB here with a quick note on this episode for the John Deere Classic. Me and Pat are going to get into the DFS plays. We did this through our show on the Better Sports Network, which is a weekly show that normally covers a lot of content that we don't get to cover on our betting and DFS shows. But this week with July 4th and the holiday, we decided to just take our time at the Better Sports Network and just duplicate our DFS show here. So if you're looking for the DFS show, you found it. But it does come with some of the uh, commercial start and stops from the Better Sports Network. And um, yeah, just want to let you know. But we're going to cover every range on DraftKings. We're going to talk about a couple of key trends in uh, DFS for the John Deere Classic in 2022 and 2021 that you should probably be aware of. We're going to go through every range, talk through picks, talk through fades, where the chalk's going to be. We're going to give our cash lineup that we do every week on the Better Sports Network, 50-50 and double-up lineup that we keep track of through that show. We're going to give you that at the end. We're going to do our 6K draft at the end as well. It's a good show. It's jam-packed. We appreciate you listening. Be sure and check out our friends at Front9Coffee.com if you haven't already. We just had a listener tweet the other day. Guys, I've been listening for a while, bought the Front9 Coffee, and you're right. It's the best coffee I've ever had. Well, and... You know that it's fresh because they roast it after you order it. Then they ship it to your house fresh. It's delicious. They ship it anywhere in the U.S. And they're good people. Local small business started up right here in Augusta, Georgia that love the tour junkies, love coffee, and love golf. Promo code TJ10 gets you 10% off your entire order, and you can use it over and over again. So go check that out. Front9, that's the number nine, front9coffee.com. Promo code TJ10, 10% off your order. All right, let's get into the show. What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the Tour Junkies Golf Show on the Better Sports Network. Now, if you're a regular Tour Junkies listener, we are also using our time here at the Better Sports Network to go ahead and knock out the DFS preview for the John Deere Classic 2023 from TPC Deer Run. Uh, Pat, we already did the betting show. It's kind of a weird mm-hmm. week, 4th of July on a Tuesday. Everything's just kind of thrown into, into just chaos. So here we are. It is, yeah, today? and you changed. I did not change. I was. I'm wearing the same thing I wore this morning. Yeah, when we did the betting show, but you have changed. Well, I was I was coming straight from the gym when I did the betting show with you, so I was like nasty. So now I'm yeah. not. Um, I'm now a clean, you're cleaned up. I'm a clean boy. You look nice. You lot a lot of TJ logos mm-hmm. on you. Yes, same yes. here. Really, I mean we're TJ'd up. Yeah, fully, fully. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a good show. We are going to r- quickly recap the Rocket Mortgage, talk a little bit about Ricky's win. We're obviously going to get into our DraftKings tiers, go over every range, give our picks, kind of some early leans, thoughts on um, you know, how to attack this very, very weak field. We're going to do our 6K draft like we normally do on our regular show. We're also going to get our DraftKings cash lineup that was absolutely atrocious last week. Probably the it worst one we've Ricky, ever done. It did have Ricky, didn't it? I, I don't know. It was the worst one we've ever done. It, <laughs> it was, was awful. pretty bad, though. It was um, bad. Yeah. So that's, you know what? I don't even, I, I wonder if I could, let me just, let me just pull it up. Because now I want to know, I want to know whose fault it was, really. Oh, uh, you want to know between us. I want to know who to blame. Was. Okay, Hideki was on there, which I think was that's, you. That's my fault. Yeah. Byung-Hun Ann was on there, which we both liked. And Ekro. Yeah. I mean, we, we both liked Ekro. I think you picked Hubbard. I wasn't fully sold on Hubbard. Yeah, I did. We had, I had four miss the cut. We had Aberg and Aaron Rye get through. Like, that is awful. Anyway, God dang it. Listen, um, oh, the Ricky finally gets it done. And you know what? We talked about it on the betting show a little bit. Lo- love to see it happen. Love to see Ricky get it done. 
a, a huge activation too for Rocket Mortgage. I mean, to have their guy yeah. win on site is a great thing for for Rocket Mortgage Classic people. That's fantastic. I want to do a quick debrief on because we talked about Ricky, you know, all that on the betting show. I want to do a quick debrief on DraftKings because uh, mm-hmm. I think it's good to kind of go back and look kind of what happened. You know, because Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you're all caught up in who's high-owned, who's not, who do I pivot yeah. to. Oh, he's, I, I can't believe he's chalk, and am I going to eat that chalk? Am I going to not? That was part of my just a tip last week, by the way. You know, we had a pre-tip, yeah. a tip, and then we had a, a back-end tip I think also. We had a, I think we had a quad, a, was it a, a tri-tip? We, did, we had a tri-tip. We yeah. contemplated a quad tip with Tony hopping in, but mm-hmm. he, he, he saved his tip for another time. But yes, so really and truly, Ricky was chalk you had to have. There were yeah. uh, virtually no DFS lineups that won anything that did not have Ricky in it. He was on average owned around 35%, but I think it made sense. I mean, he was clearly the in the last 60 days, he, he's the best player in the field last week. He was yeah. the best player in the field. He was better than Tony Finau over the last 60 days. I know Tony won in Mexico, but he's been more consistent. He's played better, way better than JT. Uh, and people want to say JT. He sucks. Um, Sungjae, Homa. Who else was in there? Like, it, 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 was, it just wasn't even close. He was the best player Hideki. in the field. Hideki. For I sure. forgot JT was even in the field. Exactly. Yeah, see, <laughs> that's JT's problem. Yeah. Um, so you kind of had to eat the chalk on Ricky. I did. I, I had him everywhere in DFS, which was good. I did not have two guys who um, were the only, the, the only three players in the top 10 DraftKings scorers last week to reach double-digit ownership. It was Ricky Fowler at 35%, Colin Morikawa at 12%, which I had none of. Me either. And a guy who we did talk about a fair amount at the, uh, especially in our Discord Nut Hut chat, Adam Shank at ten percent. Uh, I think we had a lot of people have him. I had, had a little bit of him, but not enough. Those were the only three people in the top ten DraftKings point scorers to reach double digits, which tells you that a lot of chalk bombed. And I'm talking six players owned over fifteen percent and priced at eight thousand or above missed the cut. Been on Tom Kim, Tony Finau. JT, Eckroat, and Hideki, all priced in the 8K range, all owned over 15%, and all had their weekend free. Carnage. Some of that I feel like we could have seen coming. Um, Hideki, I don't, I don't know about, but uh, Eckroat for sure, because there was just like, when you see somebody like Eckroat with that much ownership, it, it, it is sort of a, a little bit of a stay away. And he was written up in our chalk He was our made the bomb. chalk bomb, yeah. So, um, so there you go. Cheap uh, chalk. I mean, it's not 8K isn't necessarily like cheap chalk, but it's getting there. You know, like we usually say 7K, really chalky players usually are worth the fade. He was 8K even. Ben on was the one, though. He was God. the one that really, he really hurt me. I, I just felt like that was a, you know, I knew it was chalky, but I still felt like it was a pretty safe chalk play. But it just wasn't at all. Yeah, and and obviously, you know, Ben on, you're just hoping for that upside of, like, can he just have a week where he gains one stroke putting? If he just gained one stroke putting, that's all we need. That's all we need. Yeah. We, don't, we don't need him to gain all the strokes putting. But, yeah, it was, uh, 
It was rough, man. I mean, the, the chalk did not hit. I think it was like less than 5% of lineups had six of six make the cut. But you better have had Ricky. That is, uh, that is for sure. So um, any other takeaways from the Ricky win or anything you didn't, we didn't talk about uh, on the betting show that you'd like to get off your chest? With Ricky himself? Yeah. Or, yeah. or just as, um, No, I mean, you know, I think he's so different than he used to be. Like, even after he won, he was just like, yeah, I mean, winning's fun, but it's it's just not the most important thing in life. I knew I was going to win eventually with the way I've been playing. He just, like, it, it feels like a different, like, if you're looking at JT, Jordan, you know, the, the crew, Smiley, you know, the, the SB, the, you know, the SB2K or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Ricky, I, I feel like has made the most strides between the weight where he was and where he is now he just seems a lot different more calm not as flashy even though you know he's still wearing the orange on sundays but it's just um he's just a different ricky and um it but still i mean he you know when he won too like just the look on his face and his reaction i love that i love it was great it was like it was one of relief but it was also one of like you know i did it I, all of this work has paid off and you could just feel it come out of his shoulders. Like all the weight on his shoulders just released at that moment. It felt like, yep. Is that kind of what you a hundred percent? Yeah. I think it was an authentic reaction. Very I, authentic. I think, you know, you could have seen, I mean, he made what a, an 11 footer, you know, to win. You could have seen like a big fist pump, you know, and it, and sometimes those feel forced. It feels like that's what you have to do. I loved his reaction. Like, yeah. it was just like, gosh, dang it. I did it. You know, like, yeah. I, 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 we finally did it. Monkey's off the back. We can stop talking about it now. Yeah. You know, when's it going to have, when's it going to have, when's it going to have. Now, he's still going to have, you know, <laughs> he's still going to have the major conversation, right? I mean, even, even before the, the latest slump, it was always, when is Ricky going to win a major? That's not going away. In fact, it might now be ratcheted up as we look ahead to, to Royal Liverpool where he finished runner-up to Rory McIlroy in 2014, still looking for his first major and playing as good as anybody right now. So, I mean, that, that might be elevated. Um, but at least yeah. kind of coming back from everything he's come back from and winning, he, he doesn't have to hear it anymore. I thought it was a wonderful celebration. I loved it. You know who's not going who's, who's to react like that if we ever win the member guest? Uh, not me, me and you. Yeah, me and you. We're not. No, no I'm not. probably jumping in that that lake, that <laughs> yeah. pond. Yeah, you know, beside 18 on your course, if we yeah. ever win, for sure. <laughs> um, I I, yeah. I totally agree. Tony just has this picture just ready to go. <laughs> Tony ready does. To go. Tony does. Is that a hot button now? Like, it, yeah, you have a hot button for that picture. Listen, producer Tony's on it. He's on it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's great. More uh, cow is another takeaway. I don't. What do you want to say? I don't want. To I have one thing to say. Okay. Like just because I think last the week before at the Traveler, it just shows you like if you're looking at you know we talked about this just the tip or you mentioned it just now about looking out looking at the past. You know the thing about Morikawa was you didn't need to look at what he did on Thursday at the Travelers. You needed to look at what he did on Friday, and he had a very good round on Friday, and it carried over into this week, and. I didn't. I didn't pay attention enough to that. I, I yeah. wish I had because I've been on Morikawa a lot this year. I was on him at the Travelers. He burned me. I had zero of them. Just, just 
rid myself of Morikawa last week, and what happens? He finishes T2 and really could have won. I mean, he, he really, that putt on 18 was meant to go down, and it did not. It was not meant so, to go down. Ricky, maybe it was not. Obviously, it was Ricky not Fowler meant. was meant to win. Yeah, the you're right. Orders you're right. That, that was a poor choice of yeah words. Um, I, I do love that it is kind of Ryder Cup season. So, uh, you know, any anybody who who made a you know possibly like makes a birdie, everybody starts saying it's a Ryder Cup. You know, it's Ryder Cup time for mm-hmm. Peter Malnati. I don't. It could be. Where is he? Uh, let's take a look. So let, let's take a look. Let's do a quick check in. I don't want to get into this too much, but. A quick check-in, obviously Ricky moves up quite a bit, moves from uh, the 16th spot to the 12th spot. Morikawa comes up, too, from the 12th to the 9th spot. Um, so the, the current team is locked in, would be Scheffler, Clark, Kepka, Xander, Cantlay, Homa. And then you've got Keegan at 7, then Jordan, Morikawa, Cam Young, Sam Burns, Ricky Fowler. Can we get Cam Young out of here? Well, I was going to say, I, I was going to say, surely after, you know, he, he had the President's Cup experience, which I'm sure he loved. You know, I, I think he probably played okay. Like, this could get really tough for, for Captain Zach Johnson because um, typically our U.S. captains love to just go right down the line. Like, if you're 7 through 12, when it ends, that's you get picked. They very yeah. rarely get the 13th guy or the 14th guy. As it stands right now, you have Cam Young at number 10, playing like hot ass. Yeah. Then at number, You had to choose a word there, yeah. right, that you, were, you thought would be a yes. good one. Mm-hmm. Then at number 13, just on the bubble outside, another player playing like hot ass, but with a ton of Ryder Cup experience, Justin Thomas. What would you do right now if you're Captain Zach Johnson? Well, if I'm well, for one, I think JT should be on the team. I feel like okay. there's plenty of time for him to show some some form. Um, and if he's right around that ten to twelve range, I feel like he certainly should be on the team over Cam Young. Okay, okay. I think Fowler should be in. I feel like he's in already. I really, I mean, you cannot. You can't leave him off the team with the way he's been no. playing all year long, okay? So I think Fowler... Yeah, and as opposed to a guy like Cameron Young, like, this is what I hate about this, this whole system. Cameron Young and Ricky Fowler basically have the same amount of points. Cameron, all, is- all of his points are from last year. Yeah. Like, who would you rather have? I'd rather have the guy this year, like, doing his thing this year. Well, and that's kind of what the, the Europeans do, don't they? I mean, that's what's been successful for them is they tend to to put a little more onus on what's going on that year. And Cam Young is just living off of 2022 still. Yeah. So I think he's out. You know, I'm, I'm fine. Like Keegan Bradley, I, I think he's in. Yeah, he's 100% in. he's in. And I like him on the team. I think he's a, a great Ryder Cup guy. A he's true a, he's patriot. Just, you know, as we, you know, here we are. Independence Day's tomorrow. Yeah. Keegan Bradley fits the bill there. Yeah. So I, I like that. Um. You know, it's going to be interesting to see these these fringe guys because I think Spieth will get in. I think Morikawa will definitely get in. Um, I don't know about Burns. Sam Burns is right there. What is the deal with him? Crazy to see guys like Tony Finau below, yeah. you know, Harris English, Kurt Kitayama. Like, what? What the? F- this is so terrible. Hopefully Zach Johnson goes outside of just the the nine or the the eight 
seven through twelve guy and and kind of does something. But I, I don't. Tony brings up a good point in here. You know, DJ is. We haven't even talked about DJ. Oh, I would. I know you've tweeted out about yeah. DJ being on the team, and I kind of agree. I think yeah. he certainly should get a look for sure. But I mean, think about okay. Even if you take out Cam Young and Sam Burns, you toss them out. I mean, you. So you got to. Who are you taking between Justin Thomas? Uh, Tony Finau, Dustin Johnson. Who's the la- who's the one out? From for Zach well, is probably going to be DJ. Out. For Zach is probably going to be DJ. Well, there is. I do think, and Zach has already even said this. There is, you know, there's a camaraderie factor to the team. You know, like you yeah. want the team to gel, and I think that's one reason. I think JT is kind of a little bit of that glue that you add in there. Yeah. Um, but DJ too, though, I think all of these guys love playing with DJ, love having him on a team. I mean, if you saw like when they won the last one, he was the most lively, actually all the press conferences that they've won. I feel like DJ's like hammered at that one. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) but I think they all really like DJ. I just don't, there's not a whole lot of, you know, tension between him and those guys, you know, despite live and everything else. So. All right. Um, all right, we got to take a break. We're going to come right back here on the Tour Junkies Golf Show on the Better Sports Network talking about the John Deere class. We're going to get into the DraftKings ranges, 9K range, 10K range, 8K range. Stay right here. We'll be right back. All right, we are back on the Tour Junkies Golf Show, Better Sports Network, talking John Deere Classic. Let's get into it, Pat. Let's talk about this top range. Before we do, I, I do want to do this, actually. I, I want to do a little... Uh, I want to do a little glance back into time pat let's go back into time that was us going back in now we're at the 2022 john deere pat Hmm. at the 2022 john deere exactly zero players 10k were worth rostering none of them the perfect lineup in the 2022 john deere classic would have had one player from the 9k three from the 8k and two from the 7K range. Okay? Now, let's keep going back. Let's go to 2021. Now we're at the 2021 John Deere Classic. Yes. Of the players priced 9K or above, only two of the top 10 DraftKings point scorers were in that range. Only dose. That's it. Had you, had you faded every player in the 10K range for the last two years on DraftKings at the John Deere Classic, you'd be just fine. In fact, you'd be more like than that's fine. That's a trend. That's the, a trend worth looking at. A trend. The perfect lineup in 2021 would have had one player from the 9K range, one player from the 6K range, and four players from the 8K range. So of possible 12 different players in perfect lineups over the last two years none of them from the 10k two of them from the 9k and seven of them from the 8k range pat something i want to lay that i just want to put that little foundation out there as we look ahead at this juicy juicy field okay 10k range here on DraftKings for this year denny mccarthy russell henley ludwig aberg and cam young um Obviously, Denny and Russell check many, many, many boxes here. Both have had good finishes here. 
Both are playing well. Both hit a lot of fairways. Uh, both hit a lot of greens and reg. And, and Denny can putt and Russell cannot. Um, two very different styles than you would say Ludwig and Cam Young. But all four 10K. Here's the question. Will you be rostering any of these fine gentlemen, Pat? Or are you going to hope that the trend continues and fade them all? You know, I think I'm going to go with the trend. And I'm okay. going to fade them all. I think, you know, even before you mentioned that, that was the strategy I wanted to look at. Um, you know, this course is similar also to, you know, sort of that trend of of avoiding, you know, like if, like some days or some tournaments, you just can't avoid the bombers. But this tournament, you can kind of, there's a lot of different players that we've seen win here. We've seen do well here. We've seen great ball strikers like a Lucas Glover, you know, he's not a great putter, but we've seen, you know, other folks win here that, that are, you know, are bombers. So, you know, I think you can choose a lot of different players. And so I think this that opens up a lot to this field. And I'm just going to – I'm fading over 10K. I think there's a couple of good guys in the 9K that I do like. Um, but I'm just going to – I'm not going to play the 10K guys. Is – okay, but now devil's advocate. Last week, we said it on, on, on our DFS show. Said it a little bit here at the beginning. Ricky was just playing too good to ignore, right? He was just playing too well to pass up, and you had to have him. You had to have him in winning yeah, tournament. I don't see lineups. anybody in this range. You don't here. see Denny McCarthy that way. You don't see Russell not, Henley. Not that like way. a Ricky, or a, certainly Russell Henley is not like that. I know you're not trying to say Denny is Ricky Fowler. You're you're making a comparison here. Denny no. to me. Um, He's had a couple chances here recently. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I like him this week. I think, you know, if, if, if you want to bet like a top 10 on Denny or something like that, I'm okay with. But I, I feel like if I want to put together the best winning lineup in DFS, mm -hmm. then I can avoid the 10K guys and do that. Now, does that mean one of those guys could potentially win? Absolutely. That's four players in yeah. 156. So I think I can get a great lineup, spend some time in the 7K range and the 8K range, and I've got a way better chance of winning, whether it's in cash or whether it's in, you know, in a GPP. Russell Henley, in his last eight events, has seven top 20s. His only miscut was at the PGA Championship, a major, tough golf course, strong field. Yeah. Seven top 20s in his last eight events. He's played you need the more than a top 20, though, out of that's what, I was, that's, what, that's what I was getting to. He's played the deer three times. He's finished 27th, runner-up, and 11th. Obviously a great track for him. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's what I was going to say. You, you've, you know, at, at, you know, what is he priced? Is he at 10-4? I mean, it, it's, not like having, it's not like having Scheffler at 11-2 and needing Scheffler to, like, top three. But, I mean, you do need him to probably finish top six or seven. Right, yeah. uh, at least in DraftKings points court, uh, a, a T nineteen, a T fifteen is likely not going to help you that much, and it's not going to hurt you. So uh, I, I think you're right there. Um, it does feel like it does feel like Denny's time is kind of coming. You know, it just it feels like the time is coming. Like, it feels a little bit like Ricky. It feels a little bit like I feel about Fleetwood. It just feels like. Yeah. Everything's adding up. He's having one of the best years of his of his uh of his career. He's come close and been in the heat and lost. Um it's a great course setup for him. To me, Denny is the one that tempts me the most. But I think paying top dollar in this field 
it's not a good idea. Um, so we'll see what the rest of the community does. I'm not sure. Uh, I think Cam Young will be the fourth lowest owned player in that 10K range. And, you know, one thing is, and I, I don't know how it affects his golf game, but you got to know that Cam Young, having played in the President's Cup, would love to be on the Ryder Cup and is looking at the standings and watching himself bleed points out of the standings and wants to make it a hard decision for Zach Johnson, but he's running out of opportunities. I think there's, you know, I mean, he's, he's we got the playoffs. Obviously, he'll, he'll probably make those, I think, actually. I don't even know where he stands in the FedEx Cup standings. No. But um, so, I mean, I feel like Cam Young knows, like, we're getting to kind of nut cutting time. And yeah, how he responds to that will, will, will be seen. So. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the, the I'm, I'm still not ready to play him. Mean, he hasn't shown any yeah, I'm form not for yeah. me to do anything with him. So yeah, I, I won't even be tempted by a low owned Cameron Young. No, me either. Um, all right, so that leaves the nine K range, which is full of incoming chalk. But I was messing around with like making some lineups earlier. You can do, you can you can do three nine K lineups, uh, or th- sorry, three players in the nine K. And still not have to leave the sevens. I mean, we're going to get to our 6K draft here in a minute, but the, the 6K is rough. It's really rough in this field. Yeah. I don't want to be in the 6K range very much, so you can still do three nines here if you want. Obviously, you can do two and, and balance it out a little more, just one. But I think, I think I'm going to eat some chalk here. I think you're going to kind of have to eat some chalk here. There's just some good options. I mean, Hadwin, Cole, Shink. Um, Grio, those guys are all playing really well. Taylor Moore had a good week last week. Chris Kirk kind of came back to life last week um, uh, for the for the Rocket Mortgage, finishing 14th, all four rounds in the 60s. So, I mean, I think there's some decisions to be made here. Who are your favorite plays on uh, kind of in this range? Yeah, I agree. I think there are some decisions here, but there's a couple that I'm kind of landing on early uh, in the week. Uh, one is I, I think I'm going to go to to Adam Hadwin at 9800. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that um, you know last week was was just a you know the start of of probably a, a what could be a decent run you look at the stats for him too i mean he's he's just like across the board everything is good yeah um good wedge game great putter he always has been um great on approach so i like Hadwin a lot and then i like dropping down to 9200 and i think you go back to grillo i mean grillo is always going to be a, a box checker he's he's number one in my model when it comes to stats but um you know, so but the guy can score. You're gonna have to score this week. Um, he won on a course at Colonial where they weren't scoring a ton, but but he can score. Um, you know, and he's he's actually been putting well this year. I mean, the thing yeah. with him was always mm-hmm. we we kind of talked about his putter being a a big thing for him that was a problem, but he's been putting well. You look at his last 24 rounds, uh, he's top 20 in this field in strokes game putting. So. I think you can go back to Grillo at 9,200. So I think Hadwin and Grillo are the two that I'm landing on right now in this 9 I wonder if Hadwin, I mean, I think Hadwin's going to get some love. I wonder if he'll get squeezed out just a little bit because of the people who decide to go up, they're going to get Henley and McCarthy and then probably kick way down to Grillo or something. And then everyone else I feel like might just go just to Eric Cole and just be like, all right, well, I I can start my lineups with Eric Cole. So I wonder if Hadwin gets squeezed out a little bit um he's not going to get unnoticed the runner-up finish you know last week's going to do a lot for him in the playoff a high profile playoff against Ricky Fowler's not going to put him unnoticed but I still think like Eric Cole and Shink are going to be more popular than he is slight price increase on Hadwin over especially Shink but 
Um, I agree with you. I like I like the way Hadwin trends out. Cole is is looking nice. I guess mm-hmm. we just got to decide like, you know, h- how much chalk are we? You know, it's one thing to eat the chalk on, you know, Ricky last week or Sungjae or you know a high caliber like super high caliber player, but how much are we willing to eat it with Eric Cole, with Adam yeah. Hadwin, with Adam Schink? Uh, that may have to develop as the week goes on. Um, because I'm I'm not sure I want to do like a twenty percent plus situation, you know. Yeah, I agree. But maybe. Um, before we get out of the nine K range, I w- right before we started, you know, one of the things I like to do in our Discord is I like to go through and read all the press transcripts and read all the things, and and I I, I screenshot and put it in our Discord the things that are key for the week, whether it's based on the course or it's something that a player says. And the only press conference that was had today was our, our defending champ and our friend, J.T. Poston, friend mm-hmm. of the Tour Junkies podcast and uh, defending John Deere Classic uh, champion. And J.T.'s not been playing well, um, not at all. But I will say, when I got done reading through it, I was like, hmm, J.T. sounds interesting. He, he, he talked about his play. He said that the results haven't been there, but he really doesn't feel that off. He said, I I." I Basically, I don't feel that much different, even though the results are definitely different. I mean, if you look at his incoming form last year, it is definitely better. But golf's a weird game. We know that. Yeah. Um, but he said, I, I don't feel like I'm swinging it that, that much different. I don't feel like I'm finishing or, or balls are going in the hole like, like I want them to. Um, but I don't feel that far off. Um, he doesn't feel off at all. He said, I, I feel like my game feels good and I I have confidence being here and I'm, you know, he's kind of, he, I don't know. He just sounded good. And it just got me thinking like, he's going to be nothing owned. He is going to be zero. Like yeah. very few people are going to own. I'm not, not that he's actually going to be zero, but between all those names above him in the nine K and then like Smalley and Jaeger who are hot right now and popular, nobody's going to have him. But like we call this a putting contest and JT Poston can get just about as hot as anyone putting. Anyone. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, he's not hitting it super close right now and giving himself a whole lot of looks, and that's obviously a problem. But it's, it's also like I was looking at his splits, his iron splits. It's not like it's terrible. Like, in his last five tournaments, his worst week with the irons was, was minus one, one shot. But he's lost strokes with the iron play four out of the last five weeks. But it's just kind of just right there kind of stuck in neutral you know yeah if that wakes up a little bit like keegan a couple weeks ago right we were talking about keegan's irons not doing great all of a sudden and then all of a sudden it wakes up but i don't know i I just want to throw that out there i I could see poston being extremely low owned if you you know if he's six percent and you have him at 12 to 15 you're 2x plus the field on him if he pops and you have some leverage yeah, I I agree. I mean, I think I think Poston could be a good look, um, but I I don't know. It would take me a little bit to land on him for sure in my yeah. lineups. But I, I do think you're going to see some super low ownership, and you know, again, there's plenty of upside with him if he if he just turns it around. Yeah. All right. Before we get to a break, let's hit the 8K real quick. I don't, you know, the 8K range has been pretty juicy the last two years at the John Classic. I I don't love it. Like I I. I love the 9K range. I don't love the 8K range. I don't mind a few of these guys. I think like Doug Gim at 8K uh, is going to be fairly popular the way he's at least hitting it right now. The putter's been, been bad, but he's been consistent. 
Um, I think Jaeger is going to continue to be a popular player up near towards the top of the 8K range. Smalley was popular last week. He's obviously hitting it great. Can't make anything with the, you know, with the putter. Um, I think those three will be maybe the more popular plays. Is there anybody in here that you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you on Doug Gim. I really like Gim this week. I, I think at 8,000, um, yeah. it's a good price for him. He has been playing well. Two, two top 20, or really two top 15s in his last three starts. He's going to check a lot of boxes when you're looking at the stats, too. Something about Sepp Straka is, is, is calling me. No. And it's just, it's not the, the bulldog hat that I'm wearing. I mean, it, it is, you know, I, I don't know what it is. Why are you, why are you immediately against Straka? I just, I, I mean, I, I don't know why I'm immediately against him. I just feel like he, even though the, the data doesn't necessarily say that over his career, I just feel like he does not. I feel like he likes tougher tracks, and he like he doesn't love the birdie fest. He's not a great putter by any means, which may be one reason. He's not a bad putter, but yeah. he's not a great putter. But I mean, look at his but, good I mean, look at his good finishes this year. Sixteenth at Memorial, winning score was like nine under. Seventh at the PGA, fifth at Honda, hard course. His win at Honda, hard course. Like birdie fests, Rocket Mortgage, Travelers, benign, 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 benign. Um. But if you were looking at like the last twenty four rounds, he's top twenty in the field in birdie or better percentage. Well, I don't know. I mean, he's maybe... so it's not like he's. You well, know, this is a crappy field, though. I guess it's... he. You look at par five scoring. You know, top thirty there. I don't know. I mean, Sep is is, and like I said, well, it's, there's only three par fives here, so I would kind of limit that a little bit because there's well, there are par three par fives, but I think there are three that you can score on. Well, yeah, but I mean, par five scoring tends to be a stat we really look at on when it's four par fives because you can uh, usually score on all less, four of them. Just one less DV. Well, yeah, but over four days. I'm just saying it's one less per round. Okay. Anybody else in here? I don't like Sep. No, that's that's it for me in the AK range. I think if I were going to get back on somebody who has been a little lackluster, it might be Cebes, who finished didn't finish runner up here last year. Um, I had him at the Travelers. He pissed me off with a miscut, but he kind of did it. He was just stuck in neutral. But good putter, really good iron player, very accurate off the tee, just doesn't hit it very far. I think this could be an interesting bounce back for Cebes. I'll be interested to see his ownership projections with a lot of attention going to that nine k and and upper 8k range and then doug gim he that whole midsection of the 8k range could get nothing i don't ever get cbez right so i'll let you have them i have a very limited history with cbez so I, i'm okay i'll you can have him i'll give I'll it I'll a try Strachan. none right. of neither of those two are going in our cash lineup though right <laughs> and by the way we will i'm glad you said that we will get to our cash lineup if people are looking for the cash picks we'll get to that here uh in the next segment so Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll hit the 7K range. We'll do the 6K draft. We'll do our cash lineup here on uh, the Better Sports Network, Tour Junkies Golf Show. Coming right back. All right, welcome back to the Tour Junkies Golf Show on the Better Sports Network, talking John Deere Classic. Final segment, we're going to talk the 7K range. We're going to do our 6K draft and our 50-50 or double-up cash game lineup. Pat, I think, you know, as we're breaking down this DraftKings slate, we're in the 7K range. I think similar to maybe last week, when it's a weak field and there's not a lot of depth, it just feels like, you know, all the chalk is really in the ranges above the 7K. And then there's maybe one or 
two maybe players who are chalky in here. But this is you're going to be able to differentiate lineups and have lower owned leverage options fairly easily, I think, in the 7K range. My guess is on the chalk, and you tell me if, if you think I'm wrong or you think you have other, other ideas. I think Dylan Wu, who we've said all along, is the greater of the Wu's. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and he's, he continues to prove it. We had him everywhere last week. He crushed it. Uh, he just could not put f- all four together, but he played three really good rounds. I think Dwu at 7,500 is going to get plenty of love. And I, I think people are starting to get, I, I don't know why this is. Maybe it's just Twitter. But since the U.S. Open, the Canadian, and last week, people are starting to sour a little bit on Carson Young, but I still think people are going to play him enough. I could yeah. still see him getting plenty of ownership, especially given his, I mean, he's making a lot of cuts. He's only 7,200. I could see that happening. And then the last one that I had was, uh, was the darling of, of the, the broadcast on Sunday, at least, Peter Kest, the, uh, the young kid who finished T4 and is basically a, a made cut away from locking up his special temporary membership. But, I mean, this is a kid who finished 14th at a birdie contest at the Byron Nelson, 57th at RBC Canadian, and 4th last week at the Rocket Mortgage. Hits it a mile, great swing, good college player, good on the Corn Ferry Tour, mini tour, outlaw tours. But he's a 74. I think those three are going to be your popular picks, but then everyone else I kind of feel like is – not do you do you think i missed anybody that might be yeah popular? i don't know about quest i mean i think I, I i guess if you are playing him i don't blame you because of what we saw last week and he does have just a, a like a really good demeanor about him and mm-hmm. I, I liked his game a lot i hits it a long way um i think i think shez Reeve is oh, chalk. I, I don't think don't you're gonna me. be able to get away with God that being a dang. sneaky play I mean, look at it like I know, I know. I know. I know we had the fourth place finish at the Travelers, but if you go back, I mean, Schwab T40, T58 at the Memorial, T25 at the Canadian, right before the fourth place at the Travelers, and then a top 30 last week. Very solid play out of Chez, and, and another course that really should be, you know, a, a pretty good fit for him. Um, you know, he, he missed the cut last year, but had a top 20 year before that. I think Shez is not going to, you're not going to be able to get away with playing him. BB. I, if, if you want to play him um, with low ownership, I don't think that's going to happen. I could show you my sheet, but on my sheet, I wrote down the chalk as Dwoo, Young, and Kest. And then after that, I scribbled Shez with a question mark. E? E? Like, I, I was hoping that yeah. maybe not. Here, here's the only thing. He's he's still like last week. You know what? Guess what his average ownership was last week. I'd put it like nine or ten percent. Five point six. Jeez, nobody likes playing him. That's what I'm saying. Nobody likes. But clicking. it's got to be higher this week. It's got to be higher. Nobody it's- likes clicking dumpy little chess. No, nobody wants it. Nobody wants yeah. dumpy chess and his thick bottom and his you know 279 yard drives. Nobody wants that. And it's 7700. He's in kind of a, you know what I mean? Like $7,700 Chez is not sexy for anyone to do. When you could go down and get Kest or Dewoo or a young kid or something different that's not Chez. And I, that's why I think people may continue to, I think, he, I think he could peak at around 10%. I could be wrong, but this is a better course for him than Detroit Golf Club. He gained, you, do, you know, do you know he led the field in strokes gained approach? Now he was tied with Ricky 
He was I mean, tired. It doesn't surprise me the way he hits his irons. He man. is and, flushing his irons right now. And especially if you throw a lot of wedges into his hands. Yeah. The he, guy can knock pins down. He just he's done it his entire career. It's the first time he's missed the he's he's lost strokes putting since the players last week. The players. Jeez. So well, like if he put if he get if he just is neutral last week, he's in the top probably and he's probably in the top 15 for sure again. Led the field in approach play at a big boy golf course where it was harder for him to gain strokes off the tee. When he played when he plays at the John Deere, this is the other reason why people might jump on him cuz I mean the history's not bad, but if you look at his strokes gained off the tee, he's played here in 2 4 6 8. He's played here 10 times. He has been positive 7 times in strokes gained off the tee. 70% of the of the times he plays here, he's positive in strokes gained off the tee. That is not the case for every other run of the mill tour event. So his game yeah. gets elevated when he comes to a place that you don't have to hit it a mile. I just think a $7700 unsexy chesticle may get overlooked. I was hoping it would get overlooked, but then when you said that, that may mean that ain't happening. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I and you know I'm not very good at, at, at guessing on ownership, but I feel like I may be right on this one. Um, yeah. You know, uh, there. I love this range. You know, another mm-hmm. guy that I'm looking at is Michael Kim, who I don't – I feel like yeah. I need to sell you more on Michael Kim. I know, I know, I know. But Kim has been playing really well this year. It, it, you know, I think people think about Michael Kim – of the last few years, yeah. been horrible, missed a, just a crap ton of cuts. But, I mean, the guy is really, I mean, you look at his approach play, you look at his, his birdies, I mean, the, he, he's really playing a lot better. He's a good putter. He's top 20 in the field in putting. He's won this golf tournament before in 2018, and that was when Kim was kind of, you know, he was coming onto the scene in a, in a much better, better player than he has been the last couple of years. Kim will certainly be low owned because people, I think, again, you look at you know the memories of people with with a guy like Kim who's just hasn't played well at all. So yeah. I, I like Kim a lot this this week. Uh, we talked a good bit on the betting show about, I mean, about uh, Lucas Glover. I don't want to, I don't want to beat the dead yes. horse there. Yeah. I think Lucas is going to get some some love, uh, some ownership because his outright number this morning, which is usually a good telltale sign, his outright number was like like ninety to one or something. And it quickly got bet down to 60, and he's 7,200. Um, he might have found something with the putter last week, so I, I could see that one being popular. But some other pivots in here that I was looking at, um, I was surprised when I kind of dug in a little bit uh, about a couple of names down here that, again, are kind of kind of Chez Reeve-esque. They don't really feel very sexy to click, but... Um, Kevin Streelman at 7,200 is checking a lot of boxes. And actually, so is Chesson Hadley. When you look at kind of the, the short iron to, to wedge play numbers, um, both of those guys doing quite well. Um, Streelman's struggling on the putting surfaces a, a little bit here of late. Um, you know, he's, he had a peak week at, the, at Colonial, but he, he's also hitting his irons quite well. Not quite to the Chez levels, but really, really well. We know he hits a lot of good, you know, a lot of fairways. So I don't, I don't know, like Strillman and Hadley, I could see having solid weeks. I mean, Strillman's had some, some peak finishes here at the John Deere. Uh, and, and neither one of them are going to get any love. I mean, they're going to be, two, you know, one, per, Hadley will be like 0% owned. Strillman might get to like two or three. Um, but both have had good finishes at the Deere before. 
Yeah, I, I don't I don't mind it. I also think you go back to Colin Terran, who's at seventy three hundred. Um, we talked about him a decent amount last week when we got into um I think he was in the six K range last week. Um you know, he's had, you know, had a top thirty last week at the Rocket Mortgage, T thirty three before that, then made the cut also at the RBC Canadian. He finished T six here last year. You know, we're kind of getting into Colum Terran season, D V. Mm. You know, we were all over him last year and then we kind of soured on him, but it's he's been popping, I think. So I like him as well at seventy three hundred. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get out of the 7K range. Let's do our 6K draft and then hit the cash game lineup, and we'll get out of here. Um, all right, 6K draft last week. We it wasn't it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad last week. I mean, anytime yeah. I think half of our 6K guys make the cut, I feel like it's that's okay. And then if a couple of them have some decently good finishes, that's even better. Um, our, our top scorer was Vincent Norman, who finished T24, but I think he was top 20 in DraftKings points scored. Yeah, and then Calum Terran, who you brought up last week, was T29. Grayson Sig was T56. And then Novak, Augusto Nunez, and Jimmy Walker all missed the cut. So, all right, let's get through the 6K draft quickly. Uh, I'm going to start at 6,800 with a guy who played uh, played pretty well last week, I'm pretty sure. I mean, 40th place finish on a course that not great for him probably. Satoshi Kodaira, short knocking Satoshi with the good iron play. Putter's been popping the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, T30 here last year. I'll go Satoshi. Okay. I, I'm, I'm all right with that. Um, I'm going to go up a little bit at the top here and uh, Marty Dew, DB, at 6,900. I, I like some Marty here. Um, he is, um, you know, he's been playing pretty well lately. Uh, you look at his last couple of events. Uh, well, he's made three out of his last four cuts, but then had a top 20 last week at the Rocket Mortgage. So Marty Dew. Uh, our boy, Georgia boy, Grayson Sig. Uh, yes. Loves him an easy like golf it. course. Irons have been clicking. He's really good around the greens. L- great wedges. Great wedges. It's a, we just need to see G Sig come out and do his thing. Uh, had a 16th place finish here last year, which I think, I think, is that good for his best finish? No, he had a seventh at the 3M. I forgot. That's, no, he had a couple top tens. I feel like he has had very few top tens, uh, which he has. Yeah. Okay. So G Sig. All right. Well, DB, I'm going to go with a guy now that you cannot stand. But I think if I'm actually going to um, play 6K guys this week, it's going to be at the higher end. And Peter Monlati at 6,900, DB. Top 10 last week. He's made four of the last five cuts here. Uh, You know, a short course specialist, basically. Uh, Great putter. I like Peter Monlati. I actually did have Monlati written down. I mean... Putting, short, I, all the reasons you said, I, he's on the list, so okay. I'm there. Um, I guess I'll just, we don't really love this guy, but he, he does hit his wedge as well. He hits a ton of fairways, um, and I'm pretty sure, yeah, he's got a tremendous track record at the John Deere, but he's only 6,900. Ryan Moore. Oh, goodness. His record of the deer is quite good. Um, he's won it, too, hasn't he? He's won it. He's played here 15 times. He, his only missed cut was 2017. In the last three years, he's finished 24th, runner-up, and 18th. And, yes, That's he's not won. bad, yeah. It's very good. Okay. I don't like the guy, but 
Well, last one for me, I'll go with Carl Yuan, who we saw play well last week as well. But he's he's got um, you know two, two top twenties in his last three events. So yep, he's playing hundred. Carl Yuan. All right, let's knock out the cash lineup, 50-50 double-up lineup on DraftKings. Cash game only. Trying to get 6-6 six six through the cut. We are not starting in the 9K or 10K range, I'll tell you that. We know that no. for sure. Um, all right, let's start with – I got to go with Adam Schenk at 9,500. This feels like Schenk's got one of – I mean, he feels like a guy. It's his tournament to lose. Yeah, I, I don't mind that. Um, you know what? I think we drop to uh, – at 9,200, we go to Gorilla, DV. Yep, I'm in on that. Um. If I take us down a little bit, do we think Lucas Glover's? Do we trust Lucas Glover to put in cash? I kind of do. You know, I do too, actually. Okay. I mean, would yeah. we rather have? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Let's go with uh, okay, Glover let's there. Do it. Let's do it. All right, Glover. That puts us back in the eight K range on average. Yeah. Um. I think we go with Shez. I think we go yep. with Shez at uh, seventy seven hundred. Good with Shez seventy seven. So our average is about eighty two left. Uh, we could get one more 9K guy and then just do the 7K thing. I mean, I don't know. I don't really love the, hmm. What do you feel good about Chris Kirk? But then that puts us down at 7,100. Nah. We probably need to go, um, Jaeger. That puts us at 76. He makes a lot of cuts, though. He does make some cuts, dude. Got upside. I I could go Jaeger. Okay, and then that puts us at 76. You could get Kim. You could get D-Woo. You could get... I'd go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the chalky D-Woo here. Uh, I think I would prefer D-Woo, too. All right, there's the cash game lineup. Adam Schenk, Emiliano Grillo, Stefan Yeager, Shez Reevy, Lucas Glover, and D-Woo. Boy, if that ain't a cash lineup for John Deere Classic. I don't know what is. Listen, thanks for uh, putting up with a weird week for the content with the Tour Junkies. Happy 4th of July. Hope you guys have a safe and fun holiday. Um, and thanks everybody on the better sports network for allowing us to do the show. We appreciate it. We'll be back next week. Genesis Scottish open, baby. I can't wait. We're going to be in Scotland. All right. Thanks. May your screens be green. Bend over your bookies. See you. Out.